<laughs> I uh, I think I got COVID from you after, uh, or maybe we got it from the same person. But I definitely felt something on like Wednesday or Thursday. Oh yeah, that felt yeah, yeah. Not me. Uh, it sucked. We caught it from Neil. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I was a carrier. Neil's patient zero for a lot of diseases. So that was all that. So it was that, yeah. And the confirmation retreat. So how was the confirmation retreat? The content, the talks were so good. I thought you both did really good on your talks. Oh, what? What? I didn't know there was two <laughs> two out of four talks were here tonight. Yeah, yeah. The the, the your guys both both your guys' talks were very good, and they blended well together. Um, there was something, in, Dylan, in yours that I'm like that is so practical for the teenage mind that I'm so glad you talked about it. And I'm trying to. Um, to, re- to recall this piece right now, do you have do you have your notes? Oh, I know I have, it, it yeah. was when he said college is a scam. Oh my goodness, college yes. is a scam. <laughs> I, I talk about that with my students all the time. I'm like, I'm like, you guys don't. I was like, you don't get it because I'm, I'm some some of you might have written college off as like not an option in your head, but like everyone thinks that that's what you have to do. And uh, even Cat's parents, because Cat's parents are older, right? And so they were like, just go get a degree. Yeah. Right? So now her brother has like a master's in philosophy, and he's going to go get a doctorate in philosophy, and he's finally going to be able to do something with it. Um, But they were like, just go get a degree. I don't care what it is. Go get a degree. And like that's been like the motto of the United States for forever. And it's the it's the worst advice. And now we can't change light bulbs because (laughs) nobody knows how to plumb or what's called weld or... (laughs) We can't change light bulbs because nobody's a plumber, you know. That's correct. <laughs> I know. I was trying to. I was trying to be exact. I was. It was. To, it was just funny. Exactly. I understand. Hyperbole. <laughs> Thank you. You're Please. welcome. Jeez. Um, no, I. I mean, I encourage trade schools all the time. I. Uh, I was in a meeting with our counselors because we just had career day, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, why every year we have military guys show up, which is good because a lot of our kids go to the military. Right. Some of them forced to. It's Some jail or the <laughs> army. That's not well, not a lie. <laughs> it's There's a, There's a lot of guys. That's a reality for actually. I've seen a lot, a lot of, of movies students. like that too. Um, but I was like, why are we? Why do we have just like just college after college after college lined up? Like you have representatives from colleges out of town, out of state, but you have no trade schools and you have nothing uh, for students to get a job now. <clears throat> like where's where's Papa John's? Where's Subway? Where's you know? Where's these businesses that they we don't can even start teach like here? How to do resumes or? I do. Oh, it's not part of my content, but I do it. But I mean, that was stuff I remember. You know, filling things out. We had like careers. Was like half of uh, what's it called? Was like when drivers ed. You did drivers ed for like a quarter, and then you did careers, and then the next half you did like health or something. Yeah. And in careers, you like learned how to fill out a resume and nice, you know, stuff like that. So we don't. Teach things like that, and no, you know, the only reason why all the yeah all the wood shops and stuff, and that hurt, especially oh, inner yeah. city communities, right? They're trying to get rid of auto, automotive now. We only have like a few more automotive programs left in the state. We just got sponsored by Nissan, which is super cool. But like, they're trying to get rid of our programs like that, where kids can like go and actually like learn how Do to. They still work. have that at like Votech and stuff, or um, yeah. So the sec the vocational schools, the vocational high schools have, I think most of them are staffed with. Uh, with the program, right? Whether it's regular auto or like, yeah, whether it's regular auto or like diesel (laughs) mechanics, they have that stuff. But like the public schools that everybody goes, goes to, they're stripping them away. I took wood shop in in high school or not high school, but middle school when I was in New York. But that was in New York. Yeah. 
Because they didn't have woodshop out here. Well, they could have a long time ago, but by the time I was here, I don't think there was woodshop. No, but I mean, but it's a it's a great class, and they're like, oh well, you know, we don't want to we don't want to teach it because we don't want to focus on trades. We want to focus on higher ed, right? But my woodshop class focused more on like the architecture aspect. So like, we had to use computers to build a bridge and show how like you know what pieces we're going to use and how the weight distribution supposed to uh, supposed to handle, and like they would have like fake payloads that they would drive over it in the computer simulation. And then once we got approval from the computer simulation to build this thing to whatever requirements, then we could build it out of wood. And that's how, how it worked. But that's architecture, right? That's a college program. You need a college degree to do that. I had a class in junior high. Now, of course, this is 20 years before you did it and, and in California. But we had, like, in seventh grade, you did, like, architecture class. And then I think in eighth grade, you could do, like, shop or something like that. And then, you know, but then they didn't have it out here, at least in high school, I don't think. And then, like, I think they still had home ec, but I think that went away after I graduated. <coughs> but, like, especially for an inner city school when the families aren't going to make a lot of money, it's, like, and know how to f- fix a door handle. Right. Right? Know how to, like, know, all right, my door's loose, and so here's what I have to do to the hinges in order to make them more sturdy. Yeah. Right? Because if you don't know how to do that, you're going to pay $300 for a guy to come out and do it for you, and it's going to take him 30 minutes to do it. Yeah. And, and if you have a bachelor's degree in psychology, you're not going to have a job that can pay that. And you don't. And, <laughs> and it's $300 because there's only one dude who does that in town. Yeah. Because he's a specialist, and all he does is, is secure hinges all day. <laughs> day. And change light bulbs. I, I think I was radicalized my senior year of college when I went to my counselor at UNLV, and I was like, I'm graduating. I don't really know what to do from here. And I was like, I've looked at you know other schools, and I don't really want to do that. And like I did this, this whole speech where I was with my counselor where I was like, this is what I've looked at, and you know I don't think that this is an option for me. And they looked at me, and they're like, well, you sound informed. So I guess now it's just time to make a decision. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm I'm here for. And they're like, well, you know, I can't really help you make a decision. And I was like, all right, college you is a, a scam. Aren't I, you a counselor? <laughs> no, I'm a teacher. No. no, the person that you're talking to. Aren't you a counselor? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, aren't they supposed <laughs> to counsel counsel? you? Like, at least say pros and cons to everything? or Yeah, or like, I, you know, I just listed 10 things that I've looked into that I've determined for myself that aren't an option, like, do you have anything else that I could do or like, I don't know, something to get my feet wet, you know, in, in the field that, that I've chosen. And so I'm walking across the stage because graduation was just like, like a couple of weeks away. Yeah. So now I go from that to walking across the stage and I'm like, oh, I messed up. <laughs> 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 something went wrong somewhere and, yeah. and I'm not supposed to be here right yeah. now. No. Well, you know, what's funny too, David. Like I remember it. What, we did some video and it was at the dialysis in conference. Okay. This must've been about five or six years ago. It was at the Orleans before we went to Texas. So okay, I yeah. think you were doing this or something, but it was supposed to be something for all the kids graduating. And a lot of people were talking about college, college. stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody talked about college, I bet, yep. except for me. Mm-hmm. And I literally went and I said, College is, I didn't, I didn't do it as what I meant to do. It's like, some people aren't good for, you know, I didn't say college is crap and a scam, but I pretty much said some people aren't ready, you know, aren't cut out for college or it's not worth it. And we need positions like this and yeah. look into this and you can make more money doing this. And, a lot of times. Yeah, absolutely. And I was very pro, like get a job or do something, be an apprentice. Cause I've always been like, <clears throat> you know, I was, I've been telling some kids and stuff. It's like, you know, if you like something, find a way to enter. Manny, are you listening? How many times have I told you? Because he used to say, I want to get into directing or do something in film. And I said, I know a buddy who's in, who makes small films. Why don't you work with him? Yeah, we'll just learn the trade. You just learn a little bit about that. There's a lot of people who get jobs because they brought the, somebody more important coffee. Yeah. You know, as an intern. And you have to be on a, you know, 
you know, unpaid or something, but it's like, are you the guy like at the radio uh, setups where they're toting all the cables and stuff to learn how to do stuff or whatever? And I mean, uh, what's funny is like, you know, bring it back to me, which is important. But, um, <laughs> you know, when I was in high school, there was the student store that you worked in and yeah. that was a class. And in a sense, it's called student worker experience. And in that, you know, you in a sense work in a store. And people will come up at lunch and say, I want to buy a pack of Skittles. And you say, that's 50 cents or whatever. And, you know, or whatever they buy, you, you, you knew how much everything was. You knew how to stock the shelves. You did all that stuff. You learned all that. But what was funny is there's only like six kids in this class. And it's a class. So it's pretty much a guaranteed A. You know, and you don't have to do books and stuff. So people want to do these things. So I signed up to do the thing. But what I used to do is I used to go in on my lunch and I sit there and say, oh, I can help. I could toss the candy to you guys and stuff or, you know, taking the money or whatever, and I can help out. Well, you know, I was like third in line on the, the list as like the alternates and stuff. And then one of the last days of uh, before school started or something, Coach Sawaya, who was <clears throat> the, the he was a baseball coach and, and golf coach. And he also um, ran the student store. And he comes up to me one day. He's like, Neil, what's your last name? Because <laughs> also I didn't know being like the only Neil in a whole high school, it was right. easy not to just be like, Oh, I know Neil, you know? So he's like, what's your last name? I said, Whitney. And he's like writing it down. I said, what's that for? He said, well, I'm signing up for the class. I said, well, I thought I was behind these guys. He says, I didn't see those guys in at lunchtime mm, throwing candies. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I'm straight. And so I remember that. And what's funny is when I applied to work at Trader Joe's, I had no private previous worker experience. Cause I was so involved at school. My parents luckily didn't make me get a job at 16, like other people. So here I am getting a job. So I'm like, what do I got? And I said, oh, I say I work as a student worker experience, la di da, reformer reference, Coach Joe Sawaya. I didn't, I don't think I wrote Coach on it, but I just wrote Joe Sawaya in my interview. They're like, if you, you know, if we called this Sawaya, what, what, what would he say? And I said, this, 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 and this, because that's you know, that's what I learned. These are the things. And what's funny, I went to like homecoming. He's like, Neil, what you doing? And he's like, are you still at Trader Joe's? I said, yeah, yeah, it's a great job. He's like, so you learned a lot of those things, huh? From from the class, I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." He's like, "What was it we used to call it at the very end of uh, lunch?" And I said, "That was nickel and dime time because that's what all the kids would come up with their change, and they're just trying to get that last bit of Starburst or Skittles, so they're like getting dimes and stuff. And they're like, oh, can I have a nickel?' <laughs> so we used to call it nickel and dime time. So I first thing out of my mouth, and then he turned to the chemistry coach or teacher who was also a coach, and he would be like, "But he doesn't know how to balance, you know, balance uh, equations or what is it? Oh uh, yeah, balance the." The chemical formulas? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I never like, had to do that. That was lucky. Yeah, <laughs> but he was pretty much saying, I bet you he doesn't remember half of chemistry, but he knows everything in student store. And I said, yeah. yep, and it got me my first job <laughs> that I had for 10 years. I mean, showing, up's like, showing up is like most of it. I yeah. applied to be uh, a worker at Buffalo Wild Wings for years, and I settled for Papa John's because they didn't. They would never call me back. <coughs> and then one day, I just had it with Papa John's. I was like, this place sucks to work at. And... Uh, and so I went down in person in like a button-up shirt and khakis, and I handed them my resume. Yeah. Phys- like I handed a manager my resume physically, and I was on my way home, and I got a call. Yep. And I was like, hello? And they, they called me back. They had me come straight back for uh, my first-round interview, and they were like, can you come back in three days when the, the culinary manager's here? I was like, yeah. And I came back, and, and then that was that. They yeah. offered me within the week, like within five days of me going down there in person. And bring a pen. Bring a pen? Yeah, always have a pen. Because then when they have you fill anything out, and then you go, oh, do you have a pen? And then they're like... Come prepared. This guy's not ready. That's what the, oh. I keep pens in my car. So no, that. but I mean, every when I worked at Trader Joe's, and then they'd come up, there was one manager, and he'd be like, oh, can I fill out an application? Sure, okay. He's like, do you have a pen? Oh, you didn't bring a pen? And I was like, oh, that guy's already got a ding on him. 
<laughs> you know, and that was still what we felt. And nowadays, you, actually, nowadays, you probably don't need to because they say, set up this little computer and type everything out. Yeah, no, still bring a pen. I don't <laughs> have a pen on me. I hate it when kids turn in physical papers to me. I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, that's the worst. It's not auto-graded by grade book or whatever. Grade book. This sucks. <laughs> I have to do work. I know. <laughs> it's so funny because I'm like, I can type all this or can I just write something down? But then again, if I have to write more than like two pages, I'm like, ugh. Like if I go back to the doctor and they make you fill out all those forms. Yeah. That is just, it kills me. Fucking hand hurts. Because, yeah, A, the hand hurts. A, B, I have terrible handwriting anyway. C, I don't know half the answers. What I loved is when I'd go to the quick care because I'd always go to the same quick care because I'm that guy who never went to the doctor unless I was sick. And it was always because I got bronchitis. Cause it's always- I've been having an issue with that. I don't know why. Every year around this time, I get f- massive it's your bronchitis. Allergies. It's your allergies. It's, that's the worst. I do that. That's the thing. I will get that where I have the allergies act up, where then your nose... Hit the mic again. So when your nose gets the everybody thing... Everybody take a drink. And then the dry- yeah, everybody take a drink or mark your bingo card. And then, you know, the, the snot comes behind my throat, and then it's like... Uh, and then it gets in my lungs, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then I have a hack for a little bit. And then you go... If you go to the doctor, they go like, well, you're not sick. It's allergies, so we can't do anything. Then all of a sudden, bam, it's... Al- it's Bronchitis. It's bronchitis. And then they go, well, now we'll give you the steroids and antibiotics. Yeah. So in 10 years, I'll never be able to take antibiotics again. But and I, it's literally every year. So what I do is I say, well, I know it's I know it's bronchitis. I can't breathe. So I'll go to the quick care. It'll be free pretty much with my insurance. But what the best part is, is after I filled everything out on the iPad, they hand me the iPad and say, oh, check to see if anything's changed. And I look and I go, next, 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 save, done. Yes, everything's <laughs> the same. I found out that I'm I'm allergic to some medications. I found that out the hard way. I had to take a day off work because I was full of bumps. Oh, yeah, it was weird too because like it was a, a pill that I was taking, um, antibiotic, and like the bumps started on my fingers. Like the oh, rash wow. was here, and I was like, "That's weird," but like nothing to be alarmed about. And then I was like, "My thighs kind of itch," and I went to take a poop, and I was like, "Oh, I need to go home." <laughs> <laughs> right now because like my whole th- inner thighs were just like beet red and just like full of herpes and so <laughs> i don't think that was the pills <laughs> sailor i i was like but i was itching all day and then yeah. like i like i pulled my pants down and i was like all blood i was like oh man oh, no. i was like i hit my period late <laughs> well now you can so okay back to college being a scam oh yeah. here's the other thing we gotta look at Here's what I love is so many people out there talk about how greedy big business is and stuff, but they provide things like services and stuff and jobs for people where college, what I'm amazed at is how much tuition has gone up. Like how much does it cost to go to UNLV now? It's too now? expensive. Every, college is so I don't expensive. know what it is now. When, so when I was going to school, which was only a couple of years ago, uh, I think I was paying 3,500 bucks a semester for in-state tuition. That's before books. It's probably 5,000 now, I bet. Yes. I think it's when I went, it was barely a thousand dollars for a semester. It was like $80 a credit. So when I took a regular, what, 12, 12 course thing, it was under a thousand dollars before books and stuff. But then what you got to do is you got to use that inflation calendar ca- calculator because you got to see how much is a thousand dollars from nineteen ninety seven to now. Actually, we'll do that. But so the thing is, is it's not like it goes with inflation. It's like ten times what. It's like how housing is. So when you hear yeah. about on how your grandparents bought a house for five thousand dollars, and you're like, wow, but five thousand dollars is a lot now, or something. Or when you see that you went to Disneyland for thirty five bucks in like nineteen ninety nine. And then you say, you say, oh, well, that's half the price now. No, so, it's not. I wish it was half the price. Now. No, well, sorry, you got to do the. You got to do the. <laughs> oh, calculation. I said the inflation calendar. I said you got to do the inflation for that. So let's check. We'll do easy. So 1997, and we'll do a thousand bucks, and that is eighteen hundred dollars. Wow. 
almost 19. So let's say $2,000. That's still $1,500 less than when you went to school. Yeah. So it's that much more. Yeah. So insane. I'm starting to learn that it's just certain places though. Like oh, I, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm still trying to get a house somewhere. And the other the day, houses was, are the one. Yeah, I was messing around on Zillow though, and I took the boundaries off, right? And I just typed in like the basic requirements for what I'm looking for. It's like so much red on the East Coast. Like Zillow has red dots for like houses that are for sale, mm-hmm. right? So many red dots on the East Coast, like Tennessee, Missouri. Oh yeah, I'd love oh to no, to yeah, not the, that's not East Coast. That's where I'm looking. That's the South. I found fantastic home, and so like, and I was like, oh, there's all this red, like. If I'm gonna move states, I'm gonna type in my dream home requirements for like my dream price. So I had like also that red is in those states. Yeah, I that's why their houses are better. The what? He's saying the reason why you can afford housing there oh. is because it's a red state to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> but even the red states on the West Coast didn't have that many. Like when I looked at Idaho and stuff like oh, that, like yeah. he's they, gonna blame that on California. Oh. I was gonna say the red, there are no red states <laughs> on the West Coast. So I I can't remember. Well, the Western United States. Yes, Idaho is very rare. I heard. I think Idaho and. Montana, Montana. Those are, are fighting. The two that I was looking are at. fighting for who could be the reddest state. So I'm, I'm a little like, even for me, I mean, like, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could go to some of these places. <laughs> I, uh, but yes. no, but I, so I, I mean, th- I think I did three hundred thousand dollars max. So I was like, I want to factor in like moving expenses and stuff like that for twenty five hundred square feet on acres of land, and there's like eighty oh, results yeah. in Tennessee alone. Absolutely. That is a big. That is a big place where a lot of people are going right now. Tennessee is big. Missouri is is number one supposedly. I can't. I was reading it like a couple weeks ago. I'll be cold dead in my grave before I recognize Missouri. (laughs) What was that in the The Simpsons Simpsons reference? There are only forty nine stars on that flag. I'll be deep in the cold, cold ground before I recognize Missouri. And what's great about Missouri is they also did that thing where they have that little tooth on the end, so they can have slaves. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) that's what's great about Missouri. So like You're welcome, that. Internet Land. <laughs> no, there's something like that because you, <clears throat> if you see there, the, it, you know there was a, there was a line there in the in the. Oh yeah. If you yeah, look yeah, at the, the line. no 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 I mean but there's still in the latitude lines if you follow a lot of those East Coast states, it goes on this one line and then once you get somewhere around the Mississippi River it goes to the, another line a few degrees higher and all the other states are on that line because they were different rules for whatever and a lot of states cut like texas used to go like way up and took up like parts of like kansas into like colorado almost and all that texas land got chopped at the parallel there because i think it was a slave thing back then and it was like if you have to be totally under this line for it to be legal Mm -hmm. and i don't know for sure if that's the missouri thing but there's a big punk because there's a fight between like arkansas i think they had oh no you know what it was it was it was that part had to vote on if they were in uh arkansas or missouri or something, so they had to take this vote, and then that that county decided to stay in or go to Missouri instead of Arkansas. And then because they a, didn't want slaves, so they. Like, I, I honestly don't know like if that actually had anything to do with slaves. I think the Texas one was for slaves that they gave up a lot, a lot of, of their land. He just been talking about being Republican so much, he had to bring up wanting slaves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because if you didn't know, the Republicans started slavery in 1619 before there was a Republican Party. <laughs> Sometime after the, the Jews built the pyramid. So I don't know how Sometime. they did start it. Also, the president who was Republican was the one who ended slavery. But yeah, yeah. it still makes. I know. There are people out there who make it out that they, they are the ones who. You believe that slavery. the Jews built the pyramids? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot the aliens. Technically, <laughs> they were aliens. That was not their land. Ah, I was let watching, my people go. My I was watching a stand up special by somebody the other day, and he was like, he's like, it's funny that like pyramids exist all over the world, but it's. Uh, like you know, we have all of these South American yeah, pyramids. Yeah. Nobody questions who made those. <laughs> that's <messed laughs> that's the Hispanic work ethic for you. <laughs> you go to Egypt and you're like, the Jews did that. I don't uh, think so. 
And then you look at the Aztec ones, you're like, oh, yeah, some Mexicans got together on a Saturday. (laughs) Saturday. Put up this cigarette right here. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) We're so canceled. No. Yeah, uh, we are. Okay, back to what I was saying. uh, $35 in 1999 is $63 now. So a ticket to Disneyland is about $120 on off days. It's It's probably even more than that. And the other thing, too, is this counts as 2023 inflation. So if I type in 20, 2020 inflation, it's probably $5 cheaper because yeah. of how terrible life is right now. Yeah, I'm trying to go to a concert. But going off of like, but going back to your talk and the, the bit that you had about, uh, you had oh, yeah, a lot we should of- talk about church stuff again. <laughs> Not about the scam of college. Well, the, that was one of the practical things that you had mentioned in there. It was just an off thing that you kind of just threw out there. But there I was because I my notes. It's not in there. Yeah. You know why? He was talking about, it was saying, well, once you go to college and then you graduate and then the setup is to go and go to more college. And then if you do, you're a teacher, then you go to college to learn to get more money. And then I yelled out, sounds like a scam to me. And then <laughs> Dylan points, college is a scam. But that's, but that's a different talk. talk. <laughs> <laughs> and the way you did that was and like here's so that smooth. talk. <laughs> I know now, and now it's released. But you, you, there was other stuff that you mentioned that uh, was just so practical from the teenage perspective, uh, other than like talking about college in a real way, because like everybody shoves college down these kids throw like like crazy. But then the other piece was that you had mentioned like I, I remember going to or talking about youth group or oh, going yeah. to these classes and being like, this sounds like a cult. <laughs> Because you kept passing around all that Kool-Aid. And I was like, that's so good. But then, like, you wrapped it all in there. Like, you were, like, this normal guy presenting the church as, like, this is what I thought growing up, and it's not that. And it was just so good. Like, just just to have that um, at, at the, the level for the, for the teenagers to be like, oh, okay. I think it really – because as the first talk, I think it really kind of broke the ice of, of allowing a lot of kids to, to really enter into the content. Because the rest of the retreat, outside of the talks, I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe you guys had a different experience, but, but like – um, logistically, the rest of the retreat was trash. Like it was so difficult to run this retreat. Oh, I, I even put that in my talk. Yeah, you did put that in your talk. <laughs> I so I didn't ex- I didn't obviously experience any of the logistics stuff. I think the main issues started before I got there. Dude, you showed night. up at midnight on Friday. Of course, everything happened before yeah, you got there. It was really bad. I. <clears throat> Stopped at In and Out on Friday because I forgot that it was Friday, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm driving at night. I don't do well driving at night either. Like I can see, but like my eyes start to hurt after a while. So it's like an hour into driving at night, and I got like one eye open and then the other eye open just to like give them a rest. And I'm like, I just need something. And then I went to In and Out, and I sat in line for probably about a half an hour. Oh my! And goodness. like I pulled in, and somebody pulled in right behind me, and then we sat there, and I was like, great. Now I can't back out. Yeah, I was like, this is fantastic. <laughs> Because I would have just backed out because there was a Panda Express right there. And then I would have eaten. Oh, this one, still. this one in Barstow? <laughs> David blocked me on the, on the Anaheim retreat. I was like, we're going to Shakey's. I don't give a shit. Get the attached Wednesday. <laughs> I, I <laughs> did chicken. I did block you. That was a good idea. <laughs> we did was, talk about that. It was so tense. He's like, well, how do I do this? And I said, just order pizzas. In advance. Pizzas and that way and when they sit down... They're screwed. They can't get up and get chicken. They'll say they're getting mojo potatoes. I was so tired. Their Mountain Dew machine wasn't working. I was like, well, at least I get chicken. And then they walk in with cheese pizzas. I was like, no. This night's the worst. (laughs) There's kids sleeping. Whoops. (laughs) We're going to edit that out. I thought I I was going to lose it. I was like, oh, man. I was like, this is a fever dream. (laughs) This isn't real. March. Yeah. But yeah, the the yeah. Also, I went to In and Out on Friday when we drove down to Anaheim, and I got 
I got a grilled cheese, which is just a hamburger without a patty. Correct. So I don't know why they... Because it's not really a grilled cheese sandwich because there's still lettuce, tomato, and <laughs> grilled onions, animal-style sauce, all that. But It's an ultimate grilled cheese. But I'm like, this is the longest line I've ever waited in for in and out And it's the shortest physical line. <laughs> I'm like, that's about five cars. That's not too bad, even though there's two sides. I mean, you know what? Yeah, there's only five cars in my line, too. And I was like, like what, what? what is going on today? Are they feeding a church? Uh-huh. It was the <laughs> worst. But yeah, and then I showed up, and everybody, like, I expected it to just be David. You know, it was, no, like, everybody was still up. It was yeah. wild. Oh yeah, we were up hella late that night. Yeah, <clears throat> it was wild. It was it was rough. So logistics were rough, but the the talks turned out really well. And that was my hope is like because the thing is, is like most most of the teens when I talk to about like the retreats afterwards, they remember how the talks made them feel and stuff like that. But they don't remember like most of most of the talks or anything like that. Which uh, they'll they'll talk about. Oh, I really like this part of the retreat, or that part of the retreat, or the adoration, or or something like that. Um, and so this was one of those that I'm like. Because the logistics was so hard, I was really hoping that um, the talks were top tier, and they definitely were top tier, but that the kids were able to take some of that. And so I tried to um, I try to encourage uh, journaling, which I don't usually do because I know some people hate journaling. So like yeah. after each of the, yeah, I hate it too. I know. after each of the talks, I was like, all right, we're gonna play a song, and during the song, I just want you to write some of the thoughts that you had about this about this particular talk, so you can go and visit them and talk about them in small groups or whatever. Um, to try to encourage that a little bit, but uh, I don't, I don't know how well that did. I'm just kind of hopeful that that, that some people walked away with some reading the reading the letters and stuff like that that came back. A lot of people did talk about the retreat itself. Uh, Which letters? The letters to the bishop. Because we have to have letters to the bishop to request a sacrament. Yes, I'm sorry, I forgot this was a podcast. <laughs> yeah. You wait, you read those? I have to. I have to screen Oops. them to make sure they're not <laughs> they're not like death threats to the exactly. bishop or yeah or saying. This one time, this guy touched me. Yeah. <laughs> Any, basically, anything. Well, a this team, one outs me. That's not going yeah. to the bishop. <laughs> this anytime, one outs Neil. Put this one in. <laughs> anytime a teen writes something down in a classroom setting or in a, like a setting where they have to turn it in, I have to read it because they could have any of that stuff in there. And I, I just figured because it was already going to like another person in the church, like you, like right. So like if I asked my kids to write a letter to the principal, I don't because I normally have to screen everything, right. right? But if it's going to the principal, I don't have to screen that because like he's going to screen that. Is yeah. he though? Like, <laughs> I mean, to him. I scream my kids stuff too. But, but it's, they can't see the quotes, dude. I, the quote? I did quotation marks. Yeah. I thought the emphasis on the voice. They I understand. Get it. No, it's fine. Yeah. No, but the thing is, it goes. To, see, but the thing too is, it's going to the principal. So, in a sense, it's not, and it's going to the bishop. So, in a sense, they'll get it there. They're not screening. They're screening it themselves, I guess. But the fact is, it's not like. Oh, it's a letter to the bishop that we're posting in the review journal right. paper. Yeah, I almost said Desert Clarion. Do you yeah. remember that? I do remember the Desert Clarion. Yeah, that Wait, was like do we po- we don't post them in the no. That, you made that up. Okay, I was like, I was like, the hold on, I'm a, either missing something. Or- no, no, no. The point what I'm trying to say is, if it's a letter to somebody and it's this terrible thing, well, then they're going to read it, but then they're going to be mad or whatever, or be okay, or be like, oh, kids are goods, or, or this person seeking attention or something, yeah. but. The point what I was saying is it's not like it's going to be published saying all these terrible things about the church. So it's like, oh, they should have caught that before they said all this stuff. Yeah. That, well, that's why I, I didn't think that you had to read them. Because, oh, like, I have to read them all. Got to read them all. Anything's turn, anything that's turned in, I have to read them all. Because the bishop isn't going to. He might not. I don't know. He might not. Oh, yeah. He, it might, for all I know, because I know, like, every we have 250 confirmation students, and every single confirmation student has to turn in a, uh, a, a letter to the bishop 
and that's just our parish. You know, you multiply that by all the parishes in Las Vegas. For all I know, like somebody just says, "Here's a sample of letters from from such and such," parish. and they're all from Neil's class, right? And, and they like here's just a random sample, or you know, like it's like the president getting mail. Like the, the, somebody's filtering through that. Here's a here's a sample of of thank you notes that you got from oh. or of Christmas cards that you got or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I don't know how it works. Maybe I, that's how it's, maybe that's how it works. If I was a bishop. I wouldn't read any of those letters. I just if I was a bishop. Like, I'd read all those letters. I, I really hope our bishop does. If I was a dork. bishop, I'd literally have a guy to do that. Give me a seminarian. Read me these letters. <laughs> Why go through my day? Right. Yeah. I just imagine the bishop doesn't have a whole lot of time to read all those. Uh, and so um, I know he's an avid reader, but I don't know if I want to be that kind of that kind of time. But, but so I just screen him just to just to, in case you know. So they said things about the talks. Yeah, a couple of people did. You know what we didn't do? We didn't do um, surveys at the end. Not surveys. Uh, that got emailed. Evaluation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, because we don't use paper anymore. I don't use paper. Paper's the devil. Thunder Mifflin, going out of business. Sure is. So, all right, did they answer those yet? Uh, I have, I think, 40 of them have, have gone 40 through. 40 out of 500, no big deal. 40, 40 out of 109 that went on the retreat. So that's not bad, but it's not great either. I know, but I need that. That I was my it. favorite part of Sunday is reading the things and seeing how many people were like, Neil's talk was so great. And I'd be like, yes. No. And then GV does a talk. That was my like, ego boost. It was. Exactly. And then GV does a talk, and I'm like, oh, she's got the good talk. And they're not going to think. Say so that to Shannon. And I was like. Well, everybody said Neil's talk was great because it was better than Dylan's, but then Shannon's talk came and killed his talk. Yeah, I didn't. Shannon's even get, talk was very good. I didn't even get to hear it this year because I mean I know it was good last year, but yeah. we're we're sorting things. Yeah. So I I prep my talk in preparation for talks <coughs> like Shannon's because yeah. I knew that that there was gonna be one like Shannon's, and I was like, all right, if I'm if I'm me going through confirmation again, right? Which I didn't really get a confirmation two retreat or a confirmation one. No, this is confirmation two retreat because that's the year that the net came in. Oh, oh yeah. the net retreat, which was cool, but like it wasn't, it wasn't what it we wasn't run a real now. Retreat, yeah, yeah. And then my first year, we I did Anaheim. Yeah, that was my. <laughs> yeah. That's so, when that counted. Yeah, that so I got away with. And I literally was like, "David, you got to stop this for confirmation." It took time, too. but we got it there. We yeah. got it there. It took time. There's but, a lot of things that I was like, "You got to stop this." And you're like, "Hold your horses, deal." Yeah, just slow, slow down, slow down. Change is slow. I was like, "All right, where where was I at when I was at on these retreats?" Yeah, right. And I was like, "I wouldn't have been moved at all." Yeah, by a talk like Shannon's or something like that. And there's a lot of people that that are right. And I was like, "All right, so I'm going to create something that's the opposite of that kind of talk." And that's what I did. And it worked okay. super well. It was it was very well balanced. So for those of you guys who are listening, you're like, they just keep talking about these random talks that we don't know what they're talking about. So the way that the, the retreat is, is structured, it's um, uh, the, the first talk is kind of like a, uh, obviously it's a, it's an opener talk. The The idea is like, where, where's your commitment level is basically it, right? You know, um, nice. Where, Where's your commitment level in the church? Where are you? Uh, kind of make it make a self evaluation of what you think of all this stuff. You hit the nail on the head. It was perfect, right? And then um, the next oh, one and the talks are all these little speeches that we give for about twenty minutes. Yeah, they're about twenty minutes. And then there's the, the bulk of the retreat is the small group discussion, which is thirty minutes. So even the talks are only twenty minutes long, and small group is is much longer than 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 all of that. And did uh, I hit my time mark? I just started talking. It was so early in the I morning. So. I was so tired. I was like, I have no idea how much time has passed. I'm yeah. just going to stop talking now. Yeah, I was still putting out fire, so I was barely watching the clock. I, was just... I also noticed I uh, there was one of the girls back there who had a red or yellow wristband, and she lifted her hand like twice. <laughs> and I was like, I guess that's the, that's the cue. I better start wrapping up. <laughs> no, that wasn't the cue. But then, and then the second talk is about, uh, okay, so the only way you're going to move forward in, any of this, in the spiritual life at all is if you have any level of trust in Christ. Right. That's that's it. Right. If you can trust Christ, you can learn to trust his church. Right. You can you can follow along with the bride. 
but you got to be able to trust Christ. And so that's that second talk, right? And so uh, we lean in on that, um, and and Neil did that, and and leading it, talking about Christ in, in his relationship of friendship, a uh, relationship that that needs to be able to grow. Um, and then Shannon's is the one that's like the big one, and it's the prime spot, right? So it's Saturday night prime yeah. spot. <laughs> that's where the bear talk used to go, right? Yeah. It, no, it, the bear talk is later. <clears throat> bear talk leads into wonder. Yeah, no, because really it was the four talks, and it was part of what the skit. There was a boat skit we usually put before it, right? And so a lot of it, you know, was getting on the boat, being on the boat, and then it was the storm. And right. the storm was supposed to be the one with sacrifice or the all this all the hard stuff <coughs> in life. Because here's the thing: is like um, the confirmation is is probably the 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 graces from that sacrament is probably the graces that you use most on uh, on on a daily basis of life. Because the, the graces that you receive from confirmation are the the grace of of peace, the grace of um, to be unafraid, the grace of the comfort of God's presence. Right? There is. Um, like schools, they prepare you, and like right now, schools are all they're preparing you for is higher education. Like they don't, they don't, uh, they don't prepare you practically for real, really any lo- real life stuff right yeah, now. We're, 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 we just went yeah. on a rant about that, right? I, say, it, I please, mean, please reference to earlier twenty minutes. I don't ago. even know if I'd agree with that. I don't think <coughs> schools prep you for anything. Right, and then um, sports, sports does a little bit more because they they teach you how to like achieve for a goal, how to. Um, uh, <clears throat> work hard for something. How to maximize your 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 body and cooperate with others and things like that. But um, none of those things prepares you for whenever like you get a terrible diagnosis or your best friend dies in a car accident. You know this that's or or you get betrayed by all your friends and just feel so alone. None of them prepares you for that. And that's where the grace of the sacraments actually do because God's like you're not alone. Even in your darkest and worst times of your life, I am here with you, right? And there was there's so many like uh, just uh, moments like that in people's lives and Shannon has such a, a great story about being able to recognize God in the darkest storm of her life and being able to trust that God was was there and pulling her out of it. Um, and it's powerful because the kids that are in that level of trust with Jesus are really easily um, discouraged by the crap in their life if they don't realize that Jesus isn't just some magic genie that's supposed to make life better. No, it's about, like, I'm going to be with you even whenever the, the terrible parts of life happen. You know? Yeah, I'm not going to fix it. But I'll be there next. I that's when there was one set of footprints in the sand. Exactly. There's this great book. Um, it's by G.K. Chesterton called ah. the "Man Who Was Thursday." You, you know uh, this book? Thursday. Yes, I know this one. No, all right. I thought the horse's name was Friday. <laughs> <laughs> the, the man who was Thursday is this book uh, uh, about this guy who accidentally infiltrates a criminal ring. He's a and I think he's a police officer. I don't remember. And he accidentally does it. Accidentally does it. Like he gets invited. He like he was giving orations at some bar or whatever back whenever. Like that was the thing. Like come here, this guy speak or whatever. And then this other guy invites him. He's like, oh, you got to come to this other place. And you're, you're a friend great. of you mine. Speak to this. Yeah, exactly. So he Not gets a friend him of ours. In. And then, and then he like speaks at this place, and then it turns out that these guys are like going to overthrow the government, or just do like he's like, oh crap, I don't know. But they made him one of like the head guys. They called him Thursday, right? Every every the head guys had a day of the week. So there were seven of them. Oh, like One Piece. Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh yeah, One Piece oh. is an anime. I know that part, but I don't know. Oh. The, I don't know the, the the weekday reference of One Piece. So the the main <clears throat> uh, they have like arcs, right? One of the yeah. one of the first major arcs that's like quoted as like one of the best ones. Story they arcs. Have, yeah, story arcs. They have um, everybody in their organization has like 
a number or a holiday associated with them. And then the big ones, right? The main seven guys are like Mr. Monday, Mr. Oh, Thursday. Yeah. Very Ms. much Wednesday. like that. Yeah. Except for about a hundred years earlier. So, <laughs> but they've been doing it. I mean, I see what you're saying. But okay. I mean. But that's great. And so, um, <coughs> I might be a pop cult. Like, yeah, one piece, well one piece brings they in could, a ton of pop culture. And, and this would have been a great one to pull from because like, it was so good. But, um, he, he's in there and then he finally finds uh, a comrade who also had infiltrated and was actually trying to take down or, or the, the place from the inside or whatever. And um, he has this realization. He's like, you know, in this, in this terrible place where I thought that I was going to die and everybody was after me and I'm so paranoid of all this stuff. He said, I mean, it can be granted to the mathematician that two and two is four, but one and one is a hundred thousand times more than two, right? Just because he has another person, another person that they're walking with him, sharing this journey <coughs> and someone that he can trust and rely on. And, and that's stuff that, that, that's what confirmation is. It's, it's the spirit indwelling in you your whole life and, and desiring that. And so that's, that's why that talk is so important. Uh, and then the final do- talk on the, the retreat is like, okay, cultivate that. All right. So this, this is what confirmation is. But our, all relationships, like, and my analogy for this always is, is going to be the, um, the prodigal son because the prodigal son wanted all the blessings from God. Like, oh, give me your money. Give me all this stuff. Uh, I, want, I want good grade on this test. I want to have a happy, fulfilling life. All, all these things, right? But he didn't want God. I don't want you, though. I want to go live in this. Father, other... give me your money, and yeah. I'm going to go out and do fun things. Yeah, exactly. Without you. Exactly. And so that last talk is like, what do you want? Do you want just the blessings of God, or do you want his, a real relationship with him where he's going to be with you your whole life? And then you kind of send him forward mm-hmm. and into we te- life. Yeah, Here we, you go. And Get we teach him how to like, cultivate that relationship. You know? Like a farmer. The biggest problem with that talk, though, is like because confirmation happens at the age that it does, there's a lot of kids that don't have it. And that's why, like, I was thinking about where I was, and I, I yeah. definitely didn't have anything like that happen oh, yeah. to me yet. <coughs> you know, like, I had, like, some, like, middle school bullies and stuff like that that I was like, oh, you know, this sucks. But I didn't, at that point, I hadn't even really experienced, like, the death of a relative. The only funeral that I had been to at that point in high school was, like, my great grandfather who died when I was, like, three or five, something like that. So. Right. Nothing. You weren't even really at the funeral then. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, I have memories of it, but I was like, I, I, my strongest memories from that funeral is not comprehending the funeral. Like right. I, you know, so it's like, I, I was like, I have no idea, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm sure there was a lot of kids there that had no idea, but then on the same spectrum, you have the kids that are like on the other side. Right. Right. And, um, especially those dealing with mental health issues and all the crap from COVID and all the deaths from mm-hmm, all oh, that yeah. stuff. Yeah. All the old fashioned abuse. What are you... What's right. old fashioned abuse for before before we had men- that before hole. we had mental health <laughs> we had the Catholic Church no no but I mean sorry I was kind of joking because it's like mental health is now a big deal because before you just said hey suck it up and deal with it right. or you don't feel good we'll be happy and get to work you know so now like mental health is a real thing you know and like you're saying the COVID stuff and lockdowns and all this other crap that we had to deal with. You know, mess people up too. Oh, I get it. And then, but I'm saying like, oh, but back in the day when it was just your stepdad beating you with a bell, <laughs> <laughs> or the fact that you were you know teased all day at school, or yeah, oh, bring back the good old days of abuse when it was by individual members and not the federal government. <laughs> 
I, I got so anxious and paranoid during COVID. I was like pacing around my living room. I was like, everyone, they're coming to get me. Like they're, they're going to come. They're, one day they're going to knock on the door and I'm just going to open it. It's going to be a gun. And then like, I just like got out of the house. I was like in jeans and like a long sleeve shirt. And I just started running and I, and I got tired and I called Kat and I was like, hey Kat, I'm at this intersection. Can you please come pick me up? I don't think I can make a home. And then I went home and I passed out. And that was like my weekly routine. It's just every once in a while I get upset. And it would just be something that triggered me. One time it was no sauce. Uber, Uber delivered something that didn't have sauce. And I was like, I was like, this is it. This is the tipping point. They did it intentionally. They knew I was on edge. Oh, crap. Yeah, I got it handled. Like the first couple months, it, it was weird though, because like, so. COVID was so weird because it hit me so differently. Like, I, the, when we got shut down, I was like, oh, thank God, because I was finishing my master's classes and I would have totally failed that last semester <laughs> if it wasn't for COVID because I had overbooked myself. And then COVID hits and I was like, cool. And then I bought a gun and then we, <laughs> and then we went on a road trip. And so I was like, all right, like we're in the Florida panhandle and like life seems pretty normal here. And then we went back to Nevada and back to school. And I was like, oh, this isn't right. And so like for for like from May to September, everybody else is experiencing this stuff. And then November hits and then the election stuff starts happening. And I'm all I do is sit at home and watch, watch the, news the news all day. Yeah, and then I just got anxious and I was like, I don't know. And nobody else was going through it at that point because like everybody had already done it. And so I was like, oh, wow, like I'm I'm the only one that sees the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there holding my feet like rocking back and forth. <laughs> Oh man, that's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. it was it was a rough time. <laughs> <laughs> most 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 for me is looking back on some of the stuff, and I'm like, well, right about that, right yeah. about that. I was right about that, and some of it you can actually know that I was right because it made it into the podcast. It did make it into the podcast. There's some of it that's got cut. It's it's, <clears> it's in a, the archives. We'll call it that, and we'll, we'll release. There's it a in few. Ten years. Uh, does that stuff actually save? Like that oh, yeah, whole episode absolutely. of COVID that you turn into. Seven and eight, or eight minutes. Yeah, whenever I was, I was actually concerned that the federal government would come barging in on our door because <laughs> he's we like, I can't let these things that Neil said on this thing. <laughs> Neil's gonna end up dead. Because <laughs> like, well, that was another worry too. I think the episode is how fat am I? How fat am I? Yeah. Because I was that was the point where I was looking up a lot of the statistics and stuff. And anybody who is young, a lot of the people who were who were young and dying of COVID were were morbidly obese and i'm just like the problem is if you use the body index scale which was formed in 1930 when people were in the farms that if you have like two percent body fat all of a sudden you're obese so it's like oh you're six foot tall you need to weigh 150 pounds and if you weigh more than that then you're fat and it's like wait what so i'm like i mean i'm not a skinny guy anymore and like i was like how fat am i like Cause like there's some big dudes now. Cause if you watch like old Three Stooges movies and you see Curly, remember I always remember Curly was a fat guy. Now you look at him, you're like, hey, he ain't that fat. <laughs> well, yeah, that, I mean that's been a, a thing in a lot of the meme fat. stuff. Is like this was what comically obese was in you know the 50s versus the 60s right. versus now, and it's like I don't. Know, I think even if you go back and you watch like older episodes of Family Guy, like you're like, oh man, Peter Griffin looks a lot slimmer. Yeah. Oh right. really? And yeah, so they had like, to make them bigger. Now they made them bigger. Yeah, and like it's not something that's like super noticeable. But if you put them side by side, you're like, oh, you're like they made him fatter because they recognized that he was no longer comically obese. Yeah, because they had him next to his friend. Like Cleveland was fat, but was never meant to be obese. Yeah, and then they have Quagmire, who's skinny, who's super skinny, and then you have Joe, who's super fit. Yeah, he's pretty from fit. The waist for, up. Yeah, because the waist down, he's useless. But, but even like. I was even thinking that because, like, you know, I was telling you that I was watching um, 
the package films that Disney made. Here you go, Manny. And the one that I hate is, well, that I hate is that it's not on Disney Plus because Disney Plus has like everyone except for Make Mine Music. Yeah. And I know that the VHSs, when they were released, they cut out the first, um, the, the faux Hatfield and McCoy one because yeah. I guess they said, oh, well, apparently guns are bad now. But in the 40s, it was cool. But, yeah. <laughs> so they wanted to show it. But there's one of them. <clears throat> but I found all these like on YouTube and stuff. So I showed them to Robert because there were a lot of good ones and stuff. And the problem with Make My Music is there's a few crap ones. So I just like skip those two silhouettes and stuff. But um, the one that they do is the Glenn Miller, uh, all the cats join in. And it's it's like this is what teenage life was supposed to be in like 1946 or whatever, you know. And they kind of made them do that stuff. And there's one part where they have this giant. They made this giant sandwich, you know, like a Scooby Doo kind of sandwich. Yeah. And they push it down the the bar of the soda jerk, you know, kind of bar. And everybody like pulled pieces of the sandwich off, which is weird because they're pulling off slices of meat and lettuce and bread or whatever and finally it gets to the end of the fat kid and it's just a little olive with a toothpick which is also like sandwiches and cartoons have toothpicks and like olives or something on it but i've never seen that in real life i've seen sam i get sandwiches with toothpicks with toothpicks yeah with, not, but not like with an olive, olive? Not an olive i mean no. the olive is like an optional thing <clears throat> okay, know, i sorry. think it i think it depends on the sandwich you make all right well i'm just pointing out there's things that you watch a cartoon that is always there yeah and you're like i've never seen that in real life I've never even seen like old movies, but you knew there must have been something that was going on in like 1925, and then they put it in a cartoon, and everybody's yeah, made a cartoon icon. since then. Said we got to put it's this the in the cartoon. It's, form. <laughs> yeah. it's the icon yeah. for your Eastern Catholics. But um, <laughs> but the point is, so the fact it gets just the olive, and it's like ah, uh, it's kind of like a joke. Like oh, uh, see, everybody got to eat except for you, fatty, and you get the olive, and it's like you know because it was jokes back then. And it's, but then you look at the kid, and he's like, he's not that fat. Not only is he not that fat, he's not really fat at all. <laughs> but you could tell that he's fatter than the other people. But today, you'd be like, that guy looks pretty healthy. Yeah. And trim. You look, the, you look at the kids in commercial or in uh, in old uh, um, cartoons that are like comically fat, and you're like, ah, I'm bigger than him. Yeah. <laughs> other than like Fat Albert, yeah, I understand. So, but that was my worry. It was like, well, how fat are you? Like, how fat do you have to be? Like, but now in today's society, these people who are like really obese, like they're really obese. And like, so I was like, oh, oh, what if I get it? Now am I too fat? <laughs> well, I don't survive it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. And we even had the whole point of that thing was like when Michelle Obama said, everybody get out there and run. And nowadays, today's society, they'd probably be like, boo, you can't say that, Michelle. You're fat shaming all these fat people. It's like, or we want them to be healthy. Are you saying fat people aren't healthy? Yeah. <laughs> that's I the, know. That's not the movement. I know. The, the movement's the going movement the wrong is, way because yeah. there ain't no movement. That's why they're fat. I will <clears> never <throat> forgive Michelle Obama for ruining school lunches. Actually, I didn't know she ruined what school lunches. What did she lunches. do to school lunches? <sighs> Let me tell you guys. In New York, when we had school lunches, it wasn't like this prepackaged nonsense that they have now. It was like they would make a, they would get the dough out, and like you could go down like first period, and you would see the cafeteria maker <coughs> workers like making food. Yeah, right. And so you would get there, and it'd be like fried chicken or uh, pizza or whatever. And like even when they made things like fried chicken or chicken tenders, right, it was still healthier than when Michelle Obama came in and was like, "We got to fix school lunches," and they would give you. Like garbage that was lower calories, but it was 
it was nothing. Like there was there's no, no actual health, meat on there. No health. Yeah. It's just lower calories. Like that was her whole thing. It's like, we need, we need to be eating less or consuming less calories. And so you get a kid in that's still growing and you give him something like 400 calories, oh, which is not good. nothing. But if yeah. they're not good calories either, cause I've and they're not, they weren't good calories. That was the other point, right? It's like, it's pre-processed garbage. So yeah, it's all the, I uh, thought she was all about like organic and uh, like healthy. Um... She was, okay. But you know how you have a dream, and then government oh, takes it and like let's pack. Well, so maybe she we had the right. Yeah. Maybe Michelle was saying we need to make sure that these things are healthier. So then we need to lower the calorie count mm-hmm. because their kids are ingesting too many calories. So they said, "I but know the what to do." Was like, we and need then to the go ahead and make this government. <laughs> yeah, the federal government that. was like, "You know what we should do." We should make one rule for all 50 states and then just ship it out. Yeah. And then one day we showed up and there was no more fresh pizza and there was no more fresh chicken. It was like, here's a sandwich that was made two years ago and we heated it up in the microwave 30 seconds ago and now it's in your mouth. Because it's like, and that's it's the thing too, because when Lisa was talking about, yeah, <laughs> when Lisa was talking about um, uh, the kids, because like ever since she came into town, she's pretty much been in like what Title One schools. Yeah, the, you know the. Oh, those thing. are the best, dude! I love it. I love it. I worked at Twitchell, yeah, and uh, and they and I told them I was going to where I am now, and they were like, "Oh, well, you know, not everybody can start at a school like this." And I was like, "I got yelled at for using chalk on the sidewalk on a field day here." What? Go, yeah. What are you supposed? To? Okay. They, well, so some of the kids went to Anaheim <coughs> for Disney World, and then some of the kids like they didn't get left behind because they were bad kids. They just got left behind because their parents were like, "I'm not going to send them to Disneyland for the day," right. you know. So I'm like, the teachers left work for them to do, and I was like, absolutely not. Like I was in charge that day. I was just like a substitute, and uh, I was in charge that day. And I was like, I'm bringing in bubbles. I'm bringing in chalk. Like we're gonna have a field day. So I made an impromptu field day. And apparently, somebody was testing that day from like a different grade level. And uh, I upset them. And so I got yelled at. And they were like, they were out there drawing pentagrams and penises and all kinds of stuff. And they said they had all these pictures. And I've never seen the pictures. But they were like, we have pictures. And I was like, show me the pictures before you write me up. And they were like, we'll get them by the end of the day. And I was like, all right, mm-hmm. well, I'm not signing my write-up until I see that I did something wrong. And they were like, that's understandable. And then I never got called back into the principal's office. Yeah, because they don't have anything. They but were it was, expecting you to fold. Yeah, but it was a whole big scandal. Like, I, I you know, let the kids run wild with chalk. And then I go to no! I go to the school that I'm at now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow, like they're you know I can't believe some teachers are getting away with this stuff. I walked into a room and a kid was passed out under the teacher's desk, and the teacher was like in their chair, like with one leg on either side of the student, and that's how they were working. Wow, was that like, kid passed what? out? She was like sleeping. It was like second period, so it was still eight in the morning. But back in my day, you slept at your own desk. I don't this and teacher, pretended that this teacher's no longer at that school. <laughs> I was gonna say there's, was, some, there's other yeah. there's other things here that it was, it was determined that her values and the values of this particular school did not align. <laughs> oh. So back to my point, we might have to edit that out too. But yeah, that's a rant. <laughs> uh, what was it? So the point what I was saying is she's always at these lower income schools. And then she'd be talking about the food that they provide them, and she's like, It's all bad food. It's like, you know tricks yogurt and sugary this or process that and everything's terrible and and it's like you know the idea is we're supposed to feed the kids to make them healthy but we give them crap so they're never going to really get healthy and now the problem is that the district is doing that at all the schools so the school that robert goes to is the one lisa teaches at so it's already a nicer school than the one we would go to anyway 
and they get a free breakfast. So Robert like goes up and get a breakfast, but and then Lisa still feeds him breakfast in the morning. And I'm like, you get two breakfasts? Why am I wasting my time feeding you? You know. <laughs> but then again, I'm like, don't eat that crap breakfast then or something. And I'm already mad because like we feed him like carbs and stuff in the morning because yeah. I'm like, well, your sugar's low. It's the carbs make sense in the morning. <laughs> I don't know, but you should be eating more protein and stuff. Yeah, that's but, true too. But then again, I'm also that person who's like, you know, I know that cereal's bad for you, <laughs> but I love it. And the other thing, too, is it's like we also give them crappy kids cereal. So yeah. it's like, here's Lucky Charms, which is probably the worst thing we could feed you. Cause it's also full eat of this lamb chap right now. <laughs> <coughs> well, that's Henry. Yeah, when he, <laughs> he ate a whole freaking leg of lamb from you. No, yeah. <laughs> but When I was in Europe, they, they gave me meat for breakfast all the time. I had so much meat. Yeah, and but by like a weekend, I was like, oh, my God, somebody give me like a carrot or something. It's <laughs> like I walked downstairs and they had slices of meat and bread. For yeah, that's awesome. And it was good. It was really good. But my body wasn't used to it. And like they also don't make Mountain Dew correctly in Europe. So I was dying because of that, too. <laughs> and so I walked out on like the seventh day and I was like, oh, please let there be that's like a when you rested or celery, yeah. something like, and nope, just more sliced meat and bread. And I was like, oh, I do slice meat and cheese. Screw the bread. I don't need those carbs. No, but the other thing, too, is I'm like, I'm also like, I'm not going to be like that guy who's like, you can't eat this carby, sugary cereal because I also want my kids to live. Yeah. You know, there's a difference between surviving and living. And that's living. So there, there is a benefit to that stuff, too, though, right? Like when, when I was going to school and the school lunches were really good, you had to be a cafeteria <coughs> worker to make that stuff because yeah. you were around ovens and stuff. You know, but now I have kids that work in the cafeteria and like they work and get a paycheck and. They nice. get, like that's a job that is kind of good though but they're only able to do that because all of it's prepackaged garbage and they can just throw it in the microwave and they just have to worry right. about selling so it who should have the jobs is the question should the kids in the school have the jobs or should their parents have the jobs well and, and i mean the kids can't have the jobs if you're if they're expected to make like actual food because right. if we're talking about chicken like that's you have to have a health card and yeah. you have to have all all of this stuff that you have to pay for and then you can't get away with paying them two bucks an hour to work in the cafeteria during like a prisoner period yeah <clears throat> Making license plates. It is. <laughs> School's a prison? Is this a different podcast? School. All right, we got to wrap this thing up before we end up on another refrain. And no, I got to handle my kid who's a... Uh, is he not, okay? Yeah, no, he's not. He's crying for me. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's what that is. Gee. Well, I mean, yeah, because I could go on all day on his... And the fact is we shouldn't be feeding the kids at school. And I understand that sounds terrible. Yeah, because you don't I feed do. the animals. No, no, but them. the other thing too, you know, just to try to make it... And I don't want to sound insensitive. Like, it's like, there's kids that are hungry and they don't get food. But... We also kind of teach them that it's like, here's this handout. Here's this free thing. Don't worry. You're always going to be fed fed, or you're always going to be provided for by whatever. Well, it costs money, right? Doesn't, doesn't the school cost lunches that cost money? Yeah, it costs money. Okay. And that's the other thing that I hate, that now the whole district is being covered. So now our taxes are being done or there's something being cut because of that because you're feeding all the kids who technically don't need it because we don't need Robert to get free food, you know. You don't have to pay for his breakfast and lunches? We don't have to pay for that breakfast that the school provides. Yeah, I thought you had to pay for all those meals. Well, you used to. Yeah. So, like, if you bought lunch, but then there's kids who had free lunch because it qualified right. for being like, I you remember know, that. You know, that you're from the extra money that uh, allows for everybody <coughs> to get free lunch, oh, so really? that there's no stigma for the kids that don't have to pay. Yeah, but so the other thing too is, but now it's at schools that you wouldn't have that. But see, I know you're from the east side, so you know about what free lunch is. But that's a joke. And, you know, and maybe you qualified and you got a free lunch, you know, or something, you know, where or other kids would go and buy lunch, but nobody would know or whatever. But now every kid gets this free breakfast. Mm. So we it's not only just too, that's built in. How many times are you feeding people? No wonder why we're all obese. You know, if they're feeding people crap. And then we have turnaround services that come around with little slips that call them over. I think it's called CIS or something. And then they give them a weekend package on Fridays. 
So here's food to take home with you. For right. The the, you know, I mean, and I'm sorry. I'll drink this fast. Don't worry. I won't stay in your house too long. <laughs> but um, the, the <sighs> crap. Now it's like, yeah, because like we only had one meal in grade school back in the right. day. Now if you're getting nutrition breaks, lunches, and breakfast, but everybody's getting the breakfast now. So, but even if your point is, it's like, oh, I don't need, I don't need to feel the responsibility of having to provide for myself or my family because I know it's going to be provided by mm-hmm. the big government, you know? So in a sense, you're, you're, you're not exercising that muscle, you know? Right. And not, you know, and it's like that. Cause if, you know, it's a social movement. That's if you don't use your legs, your legs are weak, even though you're using the other stuff, but it's like, so if you're not using that muscle of trying to achieve to provide, then you're not getting that. So you're always going to be in this point where you're going to be like, oh, don't worry, you'll get taken care of. So as you're an adult, you're like, well, I don't need to get a good job because if I do this, I'll hit unemployment or there will be some kind of snap or something to help provide for me, to help me. So I don't need to try to overachieve or to do something. And you get in that, and then you get in that setting. So it's not that I want people to be, you know, and it's not even a money thing too. Like, cause like we're saying the money's coming from somewhere or whatnot. And, you know, so I don't, I mean, a, I don't like it that my taxes are for stupid things, but, or even good things sometimes, but, <laughs> but it's that point where they're not, you know, building that thing. And then there's also the parents that are not working hard to do stuff. Cause there's like, you can get real food at the 99 cent store. You know, you probably fill that whole cart up, you know, where it would cost you 250 at Vons and probably do it for $75. So if you're on a limited income and stuff, and if you're already getting something like a SNAP or some kind of government assistance, you can do that and you feed your own kids in the breakfast. And it's probably even better. You know, it's probably not the best food at this 99 cent store because you're not going to get like farmer's market food, but it's also, it's like you're going to, it's also a healthier thing. So like all this food that they're giving them are crap. Yeah. You know, it's bad processed food, you know, and I mean, and I don't want to sound like I'm holier than thou because I eat a lot of crap myself, but I do that on my own, you know, and, and I'm mostly fat because I drink too much. But <laughs> well, for my kids lunches, like I make, their, <laughs> I make their lunches every day, um, but that's that's primary. Like our school actually has really good lunches. They they order in from some other place that actually is making really food, real food and Gemma asks for it constantly. But it's $5.50 every single day for two kids. That's $11 a day. That gets expensive really fast. And so uh, since the school already is like stuff that I have to pay for, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I can make your lunch and it'd be, it'll be bigger than what you're getting there and have, and be more balanced than what you're getting there because like, their lunch is just going to be straight pasta or something like that. And um, Ooh. I can do it for $1.50. That stays about, according to the inflation calendar. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. Because I remember school lunch was about 2 bucks. When I was in grade school, and I did it from 1987 to today, it's 531. Yeah. So if you're saying no, 550, it's decent price. Like I, I but I never, bu- price. I never bought school lunch every week. Like if All I right. got one or two times a week, I was like rolling in it, baby. I gotta buy lunch today. And Robert won't do it. Like for well, when we they had the uh, for at the daycare, you know, preschool stuff, there was thing where it's like busy parents, you can get the school lunch if you want to pay for it. And there'd be a few times because they like, don't re- meal prepped in their life. Like when I when I was when I was working out like six days a week, I meal prepped every single meal so that so I can meal prep a kid's lunch like that. Oh no, see week. that's the thing. But what was it? What's funny is I would tell Lisa like some days where I'm like, "Hey, you're a little behind. You're extra tired this morning. Don't make the lunch. Just give him money." And Rob would be like, "I don't want. I want." Real food. I don't want mom to make my lunch or something. Like, I don't want to buy lunch, but it's the hot lunch that they have or whatever. He's like, nope. And I was like, okay, weirdo. Like, to me, I was like, school lunch? Then again, I don't know what their lunch is. Because for us, it was those 
French bread pizzas. With the oh, thing. I remember the French bread pizzas. Those were great. I too. mean, we we have vendors come into the school now. So, like, sometimes it's really good. We used to have a taco cart that would come in. They made excellent <coughs> tacos and uh, and loaded fries. Fantastic. But right. now it's all in this And then they got in trouble with the health department because something was dropped on the ground oh and fed goodness, to a student. Whatever. But, um, but no, but, like, we used to have, like, Panda Express come in every Thursday and, and yeah. Popeyes would come in on Fridays. And, and so, like, it was the school lunch plus fast food. And uh, I, my parents made my lunch for me every day, yeah. and I would get like I would. We had special things like there was a slushy machine at school, or like oh, an cool. ice cream cooler at school, and it only cost like fifty cents. But it was only on my birthday that I got that stuff. Yeah. You know, like yeah, special occasions too. Like I can I can splurge for that. I haven't done it for the kids yet. I quite literally just made a lunch profile so I could order them lunch, and it, because. I was going to do it. You mean the, like on the computer? On the computer. I was going to do it whenever we moved back into the house because like I was exhausted and I didn't have time to prep anything over the weekend because I was moving everything in here and building all this stuff that you guys see. But, <laughs> but That you guys don't see. Yeah, exactly. That we don't either. Yeah. And then uh, um, uh, so mon- that Monday came along. I'm like, oh, I don't know that I can make these kids lunches. And so I was like, I'm going to order it in because I can know I have till 8 o'clock order it in. I couldn't get the freaking thing recreated until like 9 o'clock in the, in the morning. And so. So I ended up making their their lunch that day, and I still haven't ordered them a hot lunch. But I'll do it one of these days here just to give, make sure that they – because Gemma's been asking. She wants See, that you're a good parent pasta, still. pasta stuff. Uh, I, if that would have happened to me, I'd be like, I'll just swing by with, like, Del Taco, <laughs> <laughs> which is also bad. Yeah. I, I never make my lunch anymore, like, ever. I never meal prep, none of that stuff. No, I'm terrible yeah. at that. I, I Like – that's why we're supposed to be a couple there. Because, <laughs> like, if you meal prep for me, I'd eat it. I don't care. I wouldn't even ask twice. I'd still eat it. But, like, for me, like, like Lisa makes the kids lunch and her lunch. It never makes me lunch. And all my lunches are usually leftovers or I go out. Because yep. when I drive to do deliveries, I'll stop at fast right. food. And that's that's terrible, too. But I also need to take lunches and, like, sit and not work. I have a two-hour break three times a week now because of the way that block schedule worked out for me, which is great. And it lines up with lunch. Right, so part of my thirty minutes is lunch, and then I have an hour and a half class that I don't have because I have prep, and oh, so I nice. go out with one of the other teachers that has the same prep as mine, and we'll go to like Blueberry Hill or we'll go to Blueberry uh, Hill, oh, Blueberry the one there on Sand Hill. Yeah, that's all. Dude, oh, it's the best. That used to be the, that used to be well now it closes, but that used to be like the late night hangout. I got sick at Blueberry Hill once when I was a kid and never went back. You're missing you out. Life. You're missing out. I don't know what I don't know what you had, but Blueberry Hill has like eight pages of food. So if you didn't like one thing, yeah, Blueberry Hill is awesome. It was the best restaurant in town. We even that was the first place Robert ate out. Well, he didn't really eat because he was just in the. But we went when we went to Holy Family to schedule all the stuff for Mom's funeral, and I'm like Blueberry Hill, baby. And I drove over there, and we sat and ate. And he was sitting there. And I was like, "This is his first meal out. This is awesome, Blueberry Hill." But I used to go there in high school all the time and stuff, but. We do. We'll do South Point if uh, if we're going out after drinking, and then uh, normally people end up at my house if they like like if we go out drinking we don't go out to eat afterwards. People end up at my house, and then but we South go to Blueberry Point's Hill so, in the morning. But South Point's so far from your house, and Blueberry Hill's clo- oh, but it closes now, right? Yeah. So yeah. So Blueberry Hill opens at like six o'clock in the morning, and then it closes. I don't know. In, Maybe eight o'clock at the latest. Oh my goodness! Wow, That's yeah, early. it like, closes early. Used to be there at midnight. But South Point has midnight steak and eggs for like <sighs> ten bucks. That was so so. It used to be such a Vegas thing, like finding steak and eggs at the casino for oh, dirt cheap. When I was when I was in high school, the thing that was great was uh, Railroad Pass there on the edge of Henderson before you get to Boulder Station. 
or Boulder City, Boulder Station. Yeah, but I was saying railroads. So you get to Boulder City, and they at eleven o'clock they had like dollar ninety nine steak and eggs. But at midnight is when the curfew kicked in. They kicked all the miners out. Yeah. So we said we got an hour. We can make this, and we would go and get steak and eggs. Good times back then. But did you go to the Blueberry Hills like there on Sand Hill and Flamingo? I think that was the one. Yeah. Oh, so you had to go way down south to Flamingo for you guys. Yeah, exactly. Get some poisoning. So you guys from the east side, what did you call that area by, like, you know, Holy Family, Chaparral, all that? It was still east side. You still considered yeah. that part of you guys? Yeah, well, it was just more south than us. Like, it was, like, true east side, but it was still east side. All right, we got to wrap up. Okay, well, poor Isaac. Okay, yeah. uh, do the Insta Instas and follow us. And sorry that this has taken so long. And hopefully we'll do another one. Sorry that David got COVID and Easter was awesome. And, oh, I didn't even talk about all that stuff. And I know. I'm, I'm sorry that we ran it so much. And hopefully this sounds good after David edits it. I know. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna, this is rant part four. Leave yeah. it in. And, and <laughs> yeah, in. and the, the views just have, uh, that we display have nothing to do with any of our employers or former employers or future employers. Yes, absolutely. And wives. Amen. Amen. Bye, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah.